Okay, everyone, good morning and very, very welcome to today's uh, daily pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can be for today's trading opportunities. Um, now, it's been a difficult last couple of weeks and it's been difficult with the analysis as well. Um, we, we spent a bit of time yesterday talking about um, some of the important indicators that we need to be mindful of. And uh, we actually have many of those potential um, news events this week. And that's likely to give us a little bit more insight in terms of whether the recent market condition will continue or whether there is actually uh, a few issues bubbling away in the background. We know there's a little bit of a disconnect uh, between bond yields uh, and, and the equity markets. I'm sure that will correct itself at some point. It always does. But you know, we're, we're in this little phase right now, which is a little bit, um, uh, let's say, let's say challenging, really. And um, it's, it's when we start to see these markets settle down and react a little bit more in line with, um, with market fundamentals, um, and not just be blown away by this sort of bubble mentality, where there's pure exuberance, pure excitement to to just pile capital in at very, very expensive and, and very high prices. So there is there is a, a more normal way of, of these markets to, to operate. Um, okay, so, so let's explain these news events and how they are likely to impact these markets moving forward over the course of this week and what opportunities they're likely to present. So good morning, everyone. Great to have you with us as always. Uh, please see our risk warning currently up on screen. Just familiarize yourself with our risk warning. Now, um, all profitable traders need to consider, of course, trade selection, which markets do we trade? And more importantly, why are we trading these markets? Um, where do we then enter and exit these markets? There's your trading strategy. You might have a whole variety of ways in which you uh, uh, may perhaps indicate some things of that nature, which will allow you to hopefully consistently get in and out of trades. Uh, how do you manage risk? So what, what risk management strategies do you employ? Um, we spent a little bit of time now talking about um, being patient, which if you're not buying and selling, you're, you're probably doing nothing. And sometimes that can be the right decision to make. But once you engage with those trades, you then want to be able to perhaps in these current conditions, lower your trade size. So you're taking slightly less risk. Perhaps you're working with slightly larger stop losses, things of that nature, trade frequency, perhaps you're not as as bullish as we could be in other conditions. So all of these things play a bit of a role. Trade management as well, once once you're in that trade and you get an opportunity to mitigate risk and um, take risk off the table, we should look to do it. We've not had much opportunity to be able to do that in all fairness um, over the last few weeks. So we've had sort of a one-way moving market um, with, I suppose, a few other areas of concern. And this is where trade psychology comes in. Uh, are we going to be impacted by any trade from last week, which we got into two or three trades last week, we mitigated risk on one, but we took losses um, on all three trades. Is that, going to re is that going to determine the decisions that I make for this week? Or can we, um, can we look for a high probability trade in its own right as we move forward? And that's really what our focus is always, is keeping your feet on the floor when, when you experience, you know, a significant positive run, but also keeping your feet on the floor when you experience a few back-to-back -back losing trades. 
It's about looking for that next high, high probability trade. Okay, so let's get into it. As you know, we address these considerations every day. We're talking about all these sorts of things in detail, and we are strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. Accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. So let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So let's bring over Forex Factory. So we said there's some, some important key indicators that will likely determine um, the outcomes for these markets. And uh, yesterday, nothing of any major concern. New home sales in the US came in below expectations. Um, it lent on the indices a little bit, nothing, nothing of any major concern. So the first one's today at 3 p.m. and it's consumer confidence numbers. And we've got another figure on Friday as well. And confidence in the US is from consumers um, relatively positive. So 114 represents a positive consumer. Uh, why is that good? If you're feeling positive about the economy and about your finances, you're more likely to go out and spend, which is really what, what is ultimately required um, to keep the show on the road for inflation and higher prices to be, uh, to be paid. You know, you, you, at the base of that, you need a positive, uh, confident consumer. If you have a negative one, what's likely to happen? They'll stop spending, they'll start saving, they'll start, you know, they won't start racking up all this credit card debt, which is 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 on the um, on the increase in quite a significant manner. Um, they'll have a little bit more of a cautious approach to perhaps, you know, shall we renew our second car? Perhaps we won't because of the, the backdrop, you know, there's difficulties in the pipeline if you're at any risk whatsoever of losing your job you you might sort of refrain from spending as as clearly consumers have been spending uh, since covid so it's a, it's an important indicator same on friday i'll just take you down to friday's um revised uom uh, consumer sentiment number as well so again it's uh, it's an important um gauge really um, now, there's some additional ones. We've got growth. So when we talk about key indicators, consumer sentiment, central bank, monetary policy decisions, and we'll be hearing a lot from these central bankers this week. But the three main ones would be growth, inflation, and employment numbers. So we've got prelim GDP. Uh, that will be of importance for these markets on Wednesday. Thursday, then we're, we're, we're looking at inflation numbers. So we've got consumer confidence, growth and inflation all this week, which is, which is really quite important. And I think, uh, is it next week we've got unemployment numbers. So, um, yeah, an important little, little period. And um, we're looking to see what these numbers mean. If, if, if consumers are, are as confident as the markets think they are, then that's a bit of a green light, isn't it? It's a further green light. If GDP comes in, above expectations that's another green light if it comes in below expectations that's perhaps a, a bit of a, a cause for concern inflation on thursday is expected to actually tick higher if that comes in above 0.4 that's a bit of a, a red light that's a bit of a problem for these markets and you'll see prices correct accordingly so we're going to we're going to be acutely aware of these um these equity markets just a little reference point when we look at 10-year and two-year treasuries, this is creeping higher. Um, the equity markets don't reflect that. There is there was a little bit of weakness last night. Uh, we were looking very carefully at those trades. 
Um, we, we've got inverted markets and that the, 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 the basis point differential between the two and the 10 year yields is actually increasing and not decreasing. Um, so risks do seem to be building. Um, uh, it's not really what these equity markets are telling us. We're very close to all time highs. We pulled back a little bit yesterday. Um, there's an interesting setup occurring and I'll just show you very quick, quickly. Yesterday we saw our first structural failure drain to the downside. We're actually now looking to see if we get the second one because the first one is basically a, a bit of a teaser for sellers. It, it kind of teases them into it. And um, the second one could be a little bit more important in, in our opinion. So um, let's, let's have a look at that. Um, we're still very close to all time highs. Um, so we'll have a quick run through the equity markets. NASDAQ, same situation as S&P, of course. Um, pullback yesterday of sorts, nothing major. Today, we could be finding a bit. We'd like it to pull back a little bit more if we could, if it could pull back uh, into some sort of support area, that would be useful. And again, we're at all-time highs again for the, for the, the DAX. With a German economy that's slowing, there's a, there's a housing, banking potential issue for Germany as well now, as well as the US. Um, we're in recession for the German economy and uh, the, the German DAX is at all-time highs. So what does that suggest is the question and what does it mean for ECB um, interest rates? That's the question. That's, that's what we need to try to find an answer to. Okay. Um, Nikkei, very close to all-time highs. Again, Japanese economy in recession um, with equity markets rallying and very, very close to all-time highs. So we're up at elevated levels. Um, do we have... We've got these lows down here. We didn't really quite extend down to those levels. So we're just pivoting in, in the middle of nowhere. And we're up at all-time highs anyway, so we don't have any other price action to work with. So I think we've got a bit of a question mark over the US equity markets. I think rightly so. Today's consumer confidence numbers might be important to the direction of these markets. And look what's happening in the dollar. It's just refusing to strengthen, isn't it? So it's just continual weakness. But it must be stressed that <clears throat> this is just, I suppose, the... It's just that really a pullback. The overall direction is to the downside. So we've got this sort of constant rolling over to the downside. And this is a, it's an elongated pullback. It's a, it's a significant pullback of sorts. And we, we have this upper and lower trend line in here and it's beginning to break out of that. Um, so this is the area, this is the point at which you'd expect a bit of perhaps further downside and we're, we're clearly not getting it. So we've got these highs up here. We're on a bit of a bounce. Like we were saying before, from a technical perspective, what you want to see is this market, these highs hold. You want to see it just correct, maybe even down to the monthly lows. And then you want it to see the structural failure trade kick in. And that gives us a much better buy trade. Um, how things, as things stand, it's just a pullback off the lows. So we're, we're more 
patient really waiting for the dollar to start strengthening and it's clearly not yet so this is a this is this is the difference between the, the euro dollar and the pound dollar not too sure we're we're that crazed about getting into the pound but this is what we've had we've had an, an attempt to make a new low and at least now we can justify above this high in here which is current prices we can justify a buy trade around this kind of price um the problem is we've got all this resistance just sitting above these levels loads of resistance in here and will it give us the profitable risk reward on the trade is, is another problem okay so um so let's finish off the dollar then we've got a little bit of consolidation in some of these dollar pairs um the, the, the dollar yen let's see if the yen's strengthening a little bit against the euro a little bit we still made recent highs yesterday again in the yen i suppose there's a, a nervousness behind the yen where the the boj may intervene at any point so just be mindful of that fact at some point um we'll be getting updates from the uh from the bank of japan as well i think in the coming i think it's next week so uh dollar swiss you can see the sideways nature of the market so i suppose there is reasons to just be a little bit patient with some of these dollar pairs that's the dollar cad trying to pick a, a level inside these sort of wicks and, and these reversals and um yesterday we saw a bit of a pullback today now we've retraced it so we were looking carefully at the, the, the trade and this is a good reason to just um i suppose be patient with the trade because we were seeing the dollar weaken against the euro but significantly strengthen against the aussie and the new zealand and that's quite tempting to get in to get into um but as you can see with the with the aussie and the, and the commodity currencies more generally all we're getting now is a little bit of a retracement of yesterday's moves and we see that all the time so yen could we get a bit of a pullback so we're not having to buy the all-time highs or, or the the recent highs could we get a bit of a pullback and maybe start buying at lower prices and th this is just a pullback off the lows as well pretty much we've had an attempt to roll over but it didn't really we started to make new highs in there so we have a few question marks in quite a few of these markets we're two four six eight ten twelve thirteen days moving sideways in crude oil there's a, I know there's a lot of you guys that are expecting oil prices to rally. There's a few that are expecting, you know, the demand picture to, to play out. We're, we're going to let price decide whether we start buying, whether we start selling. But for now, it's um, it's it's in a sideways pattern. And I suppose there's a few reasons to be a little bit patient, really, with some of these markets as things currently stand. So so this is our trade plan then for the session yesterday it was okay we can get a bit of further upside uh let's be patient and keep our options open and i don't think things have, have changed an awful lot um apart from the fact that we've kind of got more of a mixed market dynamic um so we've got in terms of trying to summarize uh, whether there's an appetite for risk it's kind of mixed equities are suggesting it might be risk on um the dollar is beginning to weaken a little bit it seems so that could be a little bit risk on We've got a bit of strength coming into yen 
Um, we've got um, inverted markets across bond yields, which is, seems to be growing. We're over sort of 40 basis points now. I think yesterday we were sort of 32. So there is risks building up, it seems. Um, and we think one of the catalysts for this market is going to be these news events over the course of this week. And that's really going to likely to shape um, monetary policy. It's likely to, sh it's likely to shape the consumer, uh, specifically in the U.S., it's likely to shape, um, I suppose, thoughts and anxieties about um, uh, perhaps this, this pending recession, which is it's still in the pipeline. We haven't seen much evidence for it. And that's really what we're looking at this week is, are we going to start seeing evidence of worsening financial conditions, of worsening um, recessionary fears and, and talk around that sort of stuff? Because often that can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, um, so really, we've got mixed mixed market conditions today as a broad summary um we would like to keep all options open in today's trading um with us consumer confidence numbers due out later today Yeah, so we, we kind of want to want to call it as we see it, and um, if if we get you know a really appetizing market condition, we are more than happy to be really quite proactive and um, perhaps adopt a more of an aggressive view of these markets. Um, right now, we've got we've got a market condition which is quite mixed in nature. It's not we don't really we're not able to to get a good feel for this backdrop in terms of where is capital moving to? And, and as a result, do we have high probability trades if we're honest for ourselves? And, and, and sometimes you don't want to go looking too hard for an opportunity. You, you want it to, to pop off the charts and, and you feel a little bit more comfortable about those types of trades. Now, the indices could roll both ways. We saw a bit of a move last night to the downside. And if we get a bit of a pullback today and that rolls over again, and if consumer confidence is not as strong as perhaps the market is anticipating, there'll be a corrective move. And it's it's the dynamic like that that we want to try and get involved in. So hopefully that makes sense, guys. I've just posted that into the chat box. So look, on that note, thanks very much for joining us. The narratives are a little bit indecisive. There's nothing really driving um, any particular narrative. You could argue if we still rally to the upside in the equity markets that it's very much around this AI narrative. Uh, NVIDIA and the positivity of, of AI and how that's likely to impact corporate earnings and prop, bottom line and um, and efficiencies as well. Um, so yeah, so if these markets do rally, it's probably due to a little bit of, you know, that positive economic data from last week, still further appetite for further upside. It's got a it's got a few things to um, to weigh up as well. So a little bit of indecision there on the narratives. So look, we'll let you guys go. Thanks as always for joining us. If you are interested in learning how to trade, uh, you're very welcome to um, to access one of our uh, discounted live trading and education bundles on our website, and it starts from just fifty nine dollars per calendar month. So hopefully you find that affordable, and we look forward to seeing you next time, guys. From everyone here, do take care, uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.